crazy busy like the yeah it's been super busy and like we've been having to just like do so much preparation because they're so it's so busy that we're there late every night just like prepping and trying to keep our juices stockpiled you know for summertime and stuff like that yeah. um and still doing other like special stuff too we're not doing delivery anymore but like special like people send in orders for pickup so we have to like keep our stock stocked up and then also do extra stuff for people yeah. and that, you know and that's just outside of our normal shift but we've been the thing is that our shifts are only like five hours long every like for six days a week but like we do like so much business within those five hours that it just feels like it feels like 12 hour shifts yeah it's just, yeah. It's just so crazy um but yeah i was gonna tell you um an interesting customer came in okay. uh, like a QAnon type person and it was a very okay so there's been recent events in Portland okay where like some of our friends uh restaurants have been people come in and they refuse to wear masks and then they masks and then they like cause this big scene start like spitting on stuff start throwing stuff like spitting on stuff yeah like somebody picked up one of the the person's drinks that was working there and spit in it and then like like set it down again like did like just and then just making a huge scene calling everybody nazis and shit like that right it's, okay. it's happened to two of our friends businesses that we know so far and they they were like we're they they live streamed the whole thing apparently <laughs> they ended up calling the cops and then the cops kicked them out of the restaurant oh and they God, were like dude. they were like we're going to keep coming back we're going to come back to all these restaurants and so this lady comes in the other day she was she walked by and i don't know what it was but when she walked by i was like okay this lady looks kind of weird because it looks like she read our black lives matter sign and then kind of like stopped and then like looked in because like some people comment about it or you know like make faces at it or stuff like that sure which is weird in portland but i think it's just kind of the neighborhood and the demographic mm -hmm. is changing in portland but like so she like came back in and she, she has a mask on. Right. Yeah. And she orders. And so she's in there for a couple of minutes with a mask on. And then like, she, she's just kind of hovering around the, like the cash register point. And which okay. is always weird, always kind of weird, you know, when people kind of just hover and stare at you. Yeah. And so I like looked at her and she goes, um, I have a question can like are you okay if i just wear a face shield in here and like not a mask and i was like i mean i guess it's like as long as you got something over your face you know like it's not preferable but like if that's what you want to wear just wear something yeah. you know yeah. like whatever and she was just like okay because i have a medical condition it's like i can't wear a mask and i didn't say anything initially but i was like yeah i mean if you just want to wear your face shield just you can come in with that whatever that's fine yeah. 
And she was like, okay, because I got kicked out of Whole Foods the other day for, for refusing to wear a mask. And I was just like, oh, I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like we wouldn't ever just like blatantly kick you out and embarrass you and, you know, like try to cause a scene or anything like that. And she was like, well, it's not embarrassing. It's just, I feel like I'm living in Nazi Germany. And then I was just, and, and, and then that's when I noticed her shirt was a save the children shirt. And I was like, okay, I know who this person is. And then I was just like getting irritated because she was talking. She was like using that language. Like, yeah, just like Nazi Germany, like getting kicked out of there and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, well, you know, at least you're not being dragged off into gas chambers and being gassed. And she yeah. was just like, she, and I like said that to her. And I'm like surprised I said anything because I was just like trying to maintain my composure. And she was just like, well, I mean, if that's the kind of world you want to live in. And then she like turned around and stormed off. And I'm like, that's the kind of world you just said you are living in right now. You just yeah. said you were living in Nazi Germany. That's what it felt like. And so she comes back in with her face shield instead of the mask. And I'm just like, and then I just, I didn't engage with her at all after that. Like we made her stuff and then gave it out to her and just like, didn't really engage. And I haven't seen her since I was like, like a week ago, maybe, maybe not even a week. But I'm just like, first of all, if you have a medical condition that prohibits you from wearing a mask, you came in with a mask, ordered food, and had a full conversation about not being able to wear a mask with me mm -hmm. while having a mask on. So I'm like, if it's a medical condition, shouldn't you be rushed off to the hospital right now? You know, like, yeah, seriously. oh my gosh, you, you probably can't breathe right now, can you? I'm yeah. like, would it be that much harder every single time to just put a mask on, order, and then go walk outside and take your mask off? Like, you can take your mask off as soon as you get outside. I don't care. Yeah. You know, just like, and I'm just like, I'm not going to have people in here fucking saying that getting kicked out of Whole Foods is the, is the same as Nazi Germany. It's just totally. It's absurd, dude. It's totally absurd. But I'm just like scared now because I'm like great like it's are like i just don't want to become a target either you know what i mean like i don't want to sit there mm -hmm. and tell her no you can't come in unless you have a full mask on and then she's i don't know she's part of the group that is like gonna cause a huge scene because i'm like if somebody came in and starts spitting on us and being super rude and like i'm just like i'd hop over with the fucking like this big tire iron thing we have behind the fucking counter and i'm like <laughs> i would just start beating people up <laughs> you know like i can't yeah. believe people are, like i've seen the reaction like i've seen a lot of those live stream videos or whatever but it's just like the idea of people spitting on each other it's just so gross and yeah. like it's just i don't know the q people are crazy like the, the Q anti-masker people. And we've talked about it before. It's just like <laughs> absurd how yeah. like close to home it is, you know? Like I don't really deal with it because I'm at home or whatever, but like you owning the business, it's just like having to worry about that. It's like, that's- Every day, it's in like- Insane, dude. It's like, and what do you do? Cause I'm like, one, like good thing we don't have employees because if somebody was acting like that to an employee and not yeah. me personally. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing is, she totally Karen'd on us and she didn't realize that we were the owners, obviously. Nice. And she was just, when she was asking about the, the mask, she was just like, I don't know, would this face shield, would a face shield be okay? And I was kind of like, you know, uh, 
and, and she was just like, well, if you could get in touch with one of the, with a manager or maybe the owner of this facility. And I was just like, oh, well, like both of us right here, we actually, we own this place. This is our space. We own it. Mm-hmm. And she just like, she had to like take a step back. She was, oh, oh my God. I didn't mean any disrespect. And I'm like, oh, so if I oh, was, yes, an, you- <laughs> yeah, if I was an employee, then that's fine. You, you will, you, you, you'll disrespect someone. So yeah. like people start acting like that towards like employees i'm like okay but then again me as the owner i'm like there's so much more liability if i was to get into a confrontation with someone oh yeah for sure <laughs> you know what i mean like they could totally yeah. see me if i beat this shit out of someone <laughs> like <laughs> which like i wouldn't want to do but it's so hard for me to hold back if like people if people are going to come in saying that kind of shit yeah and like i wouldn't just I mean, go, yeah i don't know i wouldn't just go and just be completely reckless it would take a lot more for me to actually you know lash out but like i'm just waiting for it to fucking happen i feel like you know we worked customer service for a long time like even together and it's just i don't think i could do it now with how crazy people are because i remember like we used to handle people that would just like i don't know want a car wash in the pouring down rain or in snow or whatever and they would like freak out if you didn't do exactly what they wanted to you know and it'd be like no i'm not that's like humiliating you know i'm not gonna do those things yeah Uh, and so I feel like, you know, you're probably at least prepped for it or whatever, you know, uh, but it's just like the demands people expect from like service workers or even like just like any face-to-face customer interaction. It's like, you're not, you're not, you're like everyone walks around like they're their own little king or queen or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I can do yeah. whatever I want because the customer's always right. And it's just such a bullshit mentality. Like, yeah have a little bit of courtesy for people yeah <laughs> that's just it that's it but the part that sucks about the the business side because like i think about the same thing i'm like oh at the car wash like we would just put people in their places if they were out of line like yeah. you don't have to take people being out of line with you right within reason but i'm like here if i if like if i say the wrong thing to the wrong person like that could be so impactful to like other people coming in here and like oh, yeah. judging us or, or like putting, putting bad reviews on. And then like people, you know, like starting to get this idea that like, we are, you know, like we, we get this stigma around our business or something like that. Cause like it's happened yeah. before people, you know, put something on a business and then all of a sudden it's like, you know, Oh, don't like, don't go there. <laughs> you know, like th- th- this <laughs> yeah. is how they are there. And then yeah. you lose a huge demographic, especially with us because when you're working with like, the wellness community, right? Like a lot of those people can be a, like anti-vax type people. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. So that's, what's hard about owning like a, something that's considered in the wellness, you know, like arena, like being like a vegan, like healthy juice bar or whatever, which we're yeah. just like, we just eat this way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. We're not, but whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But it is kind of scary. I was actually going to bring it up. You just got uh your yeah my first my first dose yeah i got my first dose um and then which which one was it what brand was it i got moderna moderna okay because i just saw that they they started pulling johnson and johnson yeah yep because people were getting like blood clots and then there was also uh another one that got pulled like from like uh europe and i think they started pulling it here too another brand Mm -hmm. because like people were getting blood clots or something from it yeah which is like i uh Dude, let me tell you about my freaking trying to register a vaccine thing. I was like losing my mind for like a week. 
So like here in Texas, they use this like, I guess it's not even Texas, but it's like vaccinefinder.org. And so you go and you find, you know, your little area that you're in. And then like, it gives you a list of suppliers, basically stores, CVS, Walgreens, Kroger, Tom Thumb, you know, different pharmacies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so Walmart, there's a lot of Walmarts here. And I like, they would be like, oh, one's available or whatever, right? And then you click in and then you go to set an appointment and you could set your appointment for the first one, but then they want you to schedule your second appointment at the same time. But then there was no appointments for the second one. And so you couldn't finish the transaction. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was like doing this, like going through this huge list of things that were like, oh, available. Or, and then you get into the actual website and it's not available. And I was like losing my shit. And do you have to get them within a threshold? Like if you get the first one, do you have to get that second one by a certain time? I, I don't know if it's a, I don't know if there's a minimum period or a maximum period, but you have to, you have to wait a little bit to get the yeah. second one. I think it's like two weeks at least or something. Like yeah. That. So I'm going back on the 7th, uh, March, no, March, April, May 7th. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I was losing my shit. And then we just went to one little, uh, it was like an independent pharmacy here, here in Texas. And they like, it was like walk in and it took me 20 minutes to avoiding just in person. Um, dude, my arm was like fine the first day. Um, and then the, the second day, my arm was like dead arm. I thought like heavy, you know, cause they get it to you right here or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, it was just like super heavy. It kind of hurt. I, I don't know. I don't, I've never gotten that with the shots before. Yeah. Um, obviously like a little bit, but it felt heavier and whatever. And then I didn't feel very good yesterday. So I got it Friday. Yesterday was Monday. So I don't know if that was a shot or I think I actually, I could have actually accidentally eaten some sort of dairy product or whatever as well. Uh, Cause I did have a bite of tiramisu. <laughs> uh, so that could have like just really fucked me up, but I'm not sure, but it was, I was just feeling kind of lethargic and uh, upset stomach yesterday. So yeah. I've heard that the second dose makes people, cause from what I've heard from people that I've talked to is the second dose makes you feel like out of it. Like you're like mentally, like, like not checked in. Cause like the coffee shop next door, two people that were on shift both had just gotten their second dose of the vaccine and mm-hmm. they were both like really out of it. And it was a super busy day and it was only them two working. Oh no. And so like, that's something that we've been thinking about too. We're like, we have to figure something out where like, if we sign up to go get our vaccines, like we have to be able to like, if we're not feeling well, you know, like, like what, what do we do? Like, cause we have to be open. Like right. we, we haven't, so we might like, we're looking at hiring someone potentially, uh, and so that way we can be a little bit more flexible, but then, yeah, I mean, it's just like, yeah, it's just kind of a timing thing, you know, like we're trying to figure out what would be the best way to go about it. Cause it's like, if we start feeling like shit and we just have to randomly close, like we could potentially lose out on like 12 or $1,300 if we close down for a day. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Like, so. Like, do you guys ever work in there individually? So like, you know, no. do you just man it by yourself? No, I too mean, busy. Unless, it's too busy. Like, unless like one of us has to just like run to the store to like go get something mm-hmm, or like mm-hmm. go run to the bank or whatever, because like, it'll get, 
like the way because our window is so short like right only open five hours like if we're producing at like our highest levels we're doing like over two hundred dollars an hour which is quite a bit to do with the food that we're doing because yeah. like everything is just prepared by hand you know right then and right. there and so like it'll get to the point where like it'll be so fucking busy and then like we'll go through so much like we'll do like two hundred dollars and we'll look at the clock and we'll be like it's only been like 45 minutes <laughs> and it seems like we've worked an entire shift you know it's like so and then because the capacity is so much more now because we do grubhub uh doordash postmates we have our own online system that's connected directly to our point of sales and then also walk-ins so like the capacity for the amount of people is so much more because we could have like five people, a line of five people. And then we can have, you know, like at least like five or six orders come through on our website. And then all those other systems can be going off at the same time. Yeah. That's and then everything's got this, everything's got the same window, right? Everything's about 15 to 20 minute wait time. So it's like 20 people could all order at the same time and have expect the same wait time. So they all show up. At the yeah, same yeah, time. yeah. And so well, it's just like, that sucks. So it's just, yeah. So it's like, you're in the middle of being super busy and all these things start dinging and going off and the receipt printer just keeps going and there's a line of people and it's like, when's it going to stop? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, at least it's only five hours of a window, but it's, so if one person's there, it's just overwhelming. It's like, way yeah, too overwhelming. I see that. Yeah. Well, that sucks, dude. Yeah. It's, it's a good problem to have, I guess. Cause it's, money yeah yeah it is money but it's not fun mentally <laughs> that's for sure yeah uh yeah i guess uh we should uh probably let everyone know this is this week's leftovers podcast uh i'm jacob obviously jason obviously what's up uh we missed last week um we have been trying to transition to some new platforms to include our uh, third host. And we've just been running into some problems, but I think we kind of solved that just the other day. So this week is going to be on Zoom. And uh, next week, hopefully, we'll be all set up for uh, video and sound and, uh, you know, uh, multiple, multiple distance uh, hosts. Um, I don't know. I think Jason mentioned one time we are not tech savvy, which is probably the truest thing I've ever heard about myself. Yeah. Every time we set these videos up, it's like, oh, I can hear you, but you can't hear me. And then uh, I can hear you, but you can't hear this. And, or you have an yeah. echo or there's just yeah, so many yeah. issues that we run into. That's just like, how, how have we not got this down every single episode, every single time? It's literally like we take it. We're attempting for a minimum of 20 minutes, but most of the time an hour. Yeah, yeah it's it's not good. It's the same every um, time. It is. It really is. And I feel like I don't change my settings until we get here. And then my settings are all different. And then the next time they expect to be all different. So hopefully with this new platform, we'll figure it out. Which would be super nice. Um, before we get started, I wanted to say thank you to our pat Patreons. Um, thank you, Christine. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Remy. Thank you, RJ. Thank you, Austin. 
Super awesome. You guys are supporting the show. A uh, huge shout out to RJ for picking up some merch and posting on it, posting it on Instagram. That was awesome. Um, glad you like the stuff enough to buy it. Uh, if anybody else wants to follow us on social media, like we have a link tree up, we have all our links up there that we are associated with. I mean, storefront, Instagram, Facebook, the new YouTube channel, which our last episode from two weeks ago was uh, uh, published uh, published on, and uh, this one should be too. So the YouTube channel is going to be up and operational by the time this is up. Uh, please subscribe. Click the subscribe button. Hit hit the oh your cat's going crazy. Uh, hit the little bell so you can get uh, <laughs> so you can get the uh, the notifications when. Uh, when we publish a new video, that would be awesome. <clears throat> you got anything to say about YouTube or uh, YouTube's social media? Dope. Social media is dope. Uh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I run the Facebook, so it's probably why it's not. I, yeah, and I run the Instagram page and uh, the storefront and the, the, the YouTube for now. Uh, hopefully we can pawn off some responsibilities to Jordan when he shows up. It's a uh, big shout out to Jordan too. Happy birthday yesterday, man. Um, have fun on your trip going out to a cabin and stuff and camping. Yeah. That's um, why, that's why he's not here right now. Yeah. So. Um, oh, uh, if you any, any other Patreon, anyone wants to be a subscriber to a Patreon, we have three tiers over there. So from a dollar a month, uh, to $5 a month right now. We're offering any Patreon subscriber, basically uh, 10% off our storefront. You get a shout out like you heard at the top of the episode um, or top of the introduction. And, uh, you know, as, the further the base grows, the more we can offer our subscribers. Um, so with that said, uh, Jason, I just wanted to kind of talk about some stuff that's going on in the world today so world events world events uh i think first we should start off by saying r.i.p dmx he was like a huge influence on me like i don't it's very sad he died of like uh fentanyl right yeah he was like only 50 something it was like a heart attack or something like that so yeah, but he was doing, I think he had fentanyl overdose or whatever, but yeah. DMX, when I was a kid, man, he was awesome. I mean, I don't even, the album I listened to and then him always riding a four-wheeler. I just thought that shit was so rad. Yeah, like Rough Rider um, stuff, yeah. Rough Rider stuff, yeah, exactly. Rough Rider stuff, you know. Um, big RIP to him, like rest in peace for sure. Um, not so much for our other person who died. Uh, I think that guy should uh, I don't know. Don't rest in peace, man. Prince Philip died. Oh, Prince Philip died. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was like 99 or something like that, right? Dude, he was so old. Yeah, it's funny. I had felt a little bit more sympathy because, like, I just watched like the first two seasons of The Crown. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know how or why, and I just like got really into it. And then I was like, oh man, that guy died. And I'm like, okay, they were portrayed by actors, not the same people. So, is The Crown actually about that family? Yeah, it's about the royal family. It's about like mm. Queen Elizabeth, right? I don't know. Like, it's about like her becoming the queen when she was young. Oh. And just kind of like 
the progression. So it's all about that family and it's all kind of the things. It's like a drama portrayed by the real events. Like they had, like the moon moon landing on there and stuff like that, mm. you know. So like yeah, history sure. stuff. Yeah. I might have said this before, but I always hate the the historical narratives of like feel bad for the royals. And or like my big one is like Russian Revolution. It's like oh, these people eliminated this family and they killed this family and all. Oh, how brutal. And it's like, but you know, the people were being brutalized by them too. They weren't just some like, you <laughs> They were know. just some innocent bystander that's like, oh. Yeah, exactly. Like it was there. And it's the same thing with the, the crown there. It's like, you know, I know Elizabeth has never had like real power outside of being a figurehead and like the head of state or head of government or whatever the hell it is she is. Uh, you know a constitutional monarchy or whatever but it's still like isn't that just a waste of resources like to have all that stuff and like not to mention all that stuff is like largely stolen from the colonies and <laughs> i don't know it's just weird to me that yeah royalty exists today and we still act like it's normal and fine and it's just bothersome to me yeah no and, and like i think that 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 show does kind of try to paint it in a sympathetic way towards the family you know, at least in mm-hmm. that situation with the, the royal family and just kind of being like, they're, they're, they're also, the families are kind of forced into it, you know, and like in the yeah. spotlight from a young age and like, um, which, you know, it all sounds like it would suck, but it's also like, I would, I just wouldn't, I would want to relinquish all of that. <laughs> you know, I'd be like, I don't want to do any of this. And I don't know, I, mm-hmm. I feel like they have the choice to walk away. But at the same time, do, yeah. if you're given the opportunity, you know, like an individual to be like, hey, you're going to live in this fucking palace and do nothing and be regarded very highly in society, a lot of people would be like, yeah, cool. That sounds sick. <laughs> but like, at the same time, it's like, what kind of life are you actually living at that point? You know what I mean? Like, it, it, and if you don't have any real power, you're literally just there for, you know, like just to look good and to maintain a tradition. It's kind of like you said what's the point just all stupid it is all stupid i mean we celebrate those type of people anyway too much i mean uh, just normal politicians then to call someone a queen and a king and like um, yeah peasant mentality dude yeah to keep the tradition where it's like they think that they, they still think that they're like in some that like they're divine somehow because they were you know their bloodlines or their families were chosen yeah divinity or something and like to think that they still rule over other countries that like speak different languages and have different experiences, <laughs> you know, and they're just like, Oh no, but we still like control these areas, you know, with our, with yeah. our monarchs and with our whatever. And it's, yeah, that whole dynamic super weird. It is very, very weird. Uh, I also wanted to say, you know, there was another, there was a police shooting in um, <clears throat> Minneapolis, uh, uh, you know, big rest in peace to, uh, I believe his name is Dante Wright. Um, just a really sad, sad um, turn of events for, uh, you know, police violence. Um, During, obviously. like, just, just also, like, the case is still, I, I think it maybe just ended the other day with Derek Chauvin. and It's still going on, yeah. Or it's still going on, and it's like, you know, obviously I don't expect anything to change, but I was listening to the radio and I was listening to it and I was like, they're coming out with the verdict on this case about 
being like, oh yeah, all these police are coming out against Derek Chauvin and saying what he did was bad. What he did was not following procedure. So by yeah. doing that, they're excusing the behavior and saying, okay, yeah, look, we are ostracizing the people that are doing this. So we don't actually have to go back and change our rule book. So it's Chauvin's good. a scapegoat. Yeah. So it's good that he's getting punished for the things that he did, but then there's not any higher accountability that I feel like is going to happen. And, and then this happens again here in Minneapolis and it's just like, you know, and, and the, and the, and the police officer who did it, right. She was, she was a veteran. She said she mistakenly pulled her gun instead of her taser, which is like, I don't know. I find that pretty hard to believe, but let's, I don't know, benefit of the doubt or whatever, right? Uh, maybe you shouldn't be, I mean, shouldn't, if I did something like that at, at former jobs and I messed up completely, there would be repercussions for me. You know, yeah. if I did, if I used the wrong tool to do a job that I was paid to do, I would have gotten repercussions and, and it's just, it's just so sad. And, and, and I don't want to minimize what happened. I don't want to do anything like that. It's just disgusting to me that we're not as shocked about it anymore as a society that, you know, a, a, a large portion of society continues to defend the police authority that they exercise over people and how basically like defund the police, abolish the police or whatever movements have been basically said, you know, over the summer when Trump was the president or whatever, everyone was like all about it. And we heard all this like liberal democratic, you know, kick backlash, backlash to it. And, you know, now Biden's in the office and like nothing, nothing's changed. Right. Like I, I see a statistic the other day that says military, military supplies has increased under Biden going to police. And it's like, I, I mean, it seems inescapable. Yeah. Well, there's something interesting I think that happened in Portland was they, with the whole like defunding the police movement here, they decided to like eliminate a specific task force that was like supposed to be in like, uh, like violent crime, like unit basically. Mm -hmm. And they did a lot of like gun violence stuff. And so they like disbanded that group or whatever. I don't remember when. And violent crimes have been increasing in Portland. Like there's been so many shootings and so many people being shot that are just innocent bystanders just of other shootings, right? Okay. There's been an increase. Like I think I've mentioned that there was like two shootings within the last month, like just a, a few blocks down from my business. Yeah. And um, which like, whatever, you know, like, I'm not saying like, oh, my business should be untouchable or anything like that. Right. But, and so they're reinstating that task force again, to like prevent like the, the violent crimes. And it's like, one, I'm like, okay, maybe we, you know, like shouldn't have jumped the gun to just like disband every single police force that we have, or you didn't give it enough time to fucking flatten the curve. Because the thing is, is that like, it's just like with legalizing drugs in certain states, if you start decriminalizing drugs, you're going to see an influx of people moving into those areas. And it's going to seem like it's getting worse, but like that curve is going to eventually flatten 
and the, the problem's going to eventually, you know, we'll be able to figure it out. But so it's just kind of like, yeah, it's just going, which kind of is, this kind of leads into some of this stuff that I think we're going to talk about too, where it's just like, it seems like we had all this hope with like, not me personally or us, you know, with Biden. And then like, we go, oh, we breathe a sigh of relief. And then things just slowly start to go back because we're like, oh yeah, things aren't actually different at all. Yeah. <laughs> like everything's yeah. still exactly the same. And then Biden, you know, goes on his promise of being like business as usual, you know? Yeah. Like, so I think, I think we're current, like the problem with like police reform or whatever, or then, or the stories around police reform, right. Is like, or a crime, let's say crime even, is that like, you can't just move one lever. Like there are things that society needs to prevent crime. And it's not, in my opinion, more police presence, right? It's like social safety net stuff. And this is probably obvious to most of our listeners or whatever. And I've probably said it before, but like socialized healthcare, you know, like a community and like, those are things that are going to happen overnight. And those are things that are going to happen once, uh, just because you defund the police right yeah. like there's there's so many moving pieces to it to how to um, create a community or society that is you know less violent and less prone to like uh be harmed by the police or and, and less alienation and less uh, isolation of communities so that police officers are their own isolated community and they don't they see themselves as others and they see everyone or they see themselves as above other people and all that stuff like it's it's as much as I think we should defund police and but we should need to move that those funds into different places in society right like housing food healthcare mental health care like and I it seems obvious to say, but it's like our, our neoliberal governing body or whatever, right? That, which includes Democrats and Republicans. I think they're all liberal in the sense, in a sense of like, everything has to be privatized. And that just like destroys communities. We've seen it over and over and over again. You know what I mean? Like austerity measurements. And it's like, it's not going to end until we eliminate the profit incentive of like privatization of necessary public goods. It's just not. And it's like, I fucking hate all these people that this summer were all jacked on black lives matters. And then black lives matter protests and shit. And then as soon as Biden's in office, you know, you have all these like liberal writer op-eds that are like, you know, we actually do need to build the border wall or we do need to not defund the police because now they're in power and now the, the good guys can do it. And it's like, that's such a bullshit way to think. Because then you have people on the right who are like basically, and you know this, like, but basically calling Joe Biden a communist or a socialist or, you know, the, 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 the radical left is taking over police and all that shit. It's like nothing is changing. The radical left took over the police. They wouldn't be there. <laughs> like, yes. 
Like it's not the no. radical left is not taking over anything. Like, yeah, it's I mean, so, just it's funny. Police shootings and 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 I mean, just mass shootings. It's just not well, stopping. Even even from what I read of uh, the the recent shooting in Minneapolis of uh, Dante Wright, right? Um, like the article was just painted in a light that was like. It wasn't super racy or like, you know, like it didn't grab the attention like, oh my gosh, another person of color was killed by an officer, you know? And it like painted the officer in a really sympathetic light. And and yeah, I'm just like super curious as to see how it goes, how it can go because something I was actually talking to my wife about, my partner about was like, you know, I remember seeing a while ago, a, a woman police officer um, I think shot and killed someone or did something, you know, that had some sort of police misconduct and was like fired immediately. Nothing like taken, like fired, total repercussions, like you're done, whatever, not even paid leave, just totally fired. And I was like, that's good. But at the same time, we don't protect male police officers or we protect male police officers way more than, than that, you know? And is it because it's like, oh, this woman, you know, she was, you know, like, she acted erratically or emotionally and or something like that. But then also what my partner was saying was, I wonder if this police officer, I think she's white, mm -hmm. like playing on like the white woman victimhood against like black men, like, cause that's been a trope as well. That's used so many times to, to make black men look like an enemy is to, mm -hmm. for white women to fear them. Right. And so we, yep. the majority white people sympathize with that. Right. Because we see white women, we see white people, see their moms, their grandmas, their sisters. Right. And like, yeah. and, and so like, I wonder what angle they're going to try and play because that's kind of like the, the articles I read were all like, yeah, the officer after, like after reviewing the, the footage, she seemed shocked and like scared after she fired. And like, so we think it was an accident and it's like, well, maybe also you just went in shock because you fucking shot someone like that probably happens too, after you, intentionally shoot someone if you haven't done it yeah. before you probably yeah. go into shock you know like but yeah it's just i mean like, but the thing but the thing is i can't accidentally kill someone without yeah. being charged no with at least manslaughter yeah right instantly like probably instantly, instantly. there wouldn't like, be like no doubt about, about it. it no doubt no. about it it would be like okay unless you were someone broke in your house or something like that and you were under like, but you would still be under such scrutinous like investigation yeah. where it's like the police officers are like, this dude fucking was kneeling on George Floyd's neck for like nine minutes or whatever. And they're just like, they're like, well, we can't tell if he said he was on drugs or not. Cause he said something that sounded obscurely like, I'm on, I, I took too many drugs or I didn't take any drugs or something like that. There's like audio footage. Yeah. And I'm like, why are we even talking about what George Floyd was saying? Yeah, as, if, as if Derek Trump, as if a man kneeling on another man's neck for nine minutes or whatever the amount of time was, even if you were, per if you did it to me, perfectly healthy guy, like, yeah, I, I too would probably be dead. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, or, or, it, yeah, exactly. Or you could, you could your body could go into some sort of shot you could literally like be like oh my god i'm gonna fucking die right now and start panicking you know yeah. <laughs> like like if you like, shot me and i just happened to do methamphetamine 15 minutes earlier is it the meth or are you shooting me 
Yeah. It's the same thing with like COVID, right? People are like, oh, well, yeah. it wasn't COVID that killed them. It was, they had a, a health problem. And I'm like, yeah, but they had that health problem for 30 years. And then yeah, they didn't exactly. die from it until COVID. So it is COVID. It's crazy, and, man. Yeah. So it's just, <laughs> It's just such a sick thing. And it's hard, to, it's hard to make a funny statement about it. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to, to make light of it because it sucks. It just fucking sucks. We live in this, and, and like, fortunately, like, fortunately or unfortunately, I'm not sure, but like, I will, you know, you and I both walk around this world as like white people. So we don't feel the full like repercussion of that shit. But it's like, I don't know, even I feel like police are out there, man. Like, I saw a cop the other day driving back from the grocery store. He's just like on the side of the road, just like, not, no one's speeding, man. Like, just, measuring people's speed and i'm like what do you why why is that necessary to do it's like middle of the day you know what i mean like mm -hmm. i just don't understand why they're there doing that well yeah and, I and see it's it. like i just i, I oh, oh do i got my seatbelt on like i haven't not worn a seatbelt my car rings at me if i don't wear a seatbelt you know what i mean but i'm still like yeah. checking myself when it's like i want to wear a seatbelt like i want to be safe <laughs> yeah. like i'm terrified of driving cars like car crashes are scary like yeah. And I see it all the time. I see cops in the morning and during like rush hour traffic at night as well. When I'm just like, these are when people are like the most like either late to work or they're like fucking tired and they want to get home or they're, you know, and it's like, you're, you're just setting up at the most vulnerable times for people to do something stupid or make a mistake Yeah. and, or not even make a mistake, but just make a judgment call. Of like I'm speeding to work because I'm late you know yeah. like it's my fault but i'm just going to speed there to do it to get there yeah. try and get there in time and then you're going to pull someone over like i've been pulled over speeding to work in the morning and i i lost it on the cop i was like i'm fucking tired i have to work like i'm late already like it's fucking snowing out you know like i don't know what like like why is it necessary to be pulling me over and I, I, I didn't even get a ticket the guy was just like look just you know but I'm like, like you said, we're lucky enough to be able to be in that position where it's like, I can sit there and, you know, like argue with a cop and not have not my get life shot. feel like in yeah. danger. But at the yeah. same time, it's like, you still feel that presence where I'm like, so what? I was going 30 and a 25 to get to fucking work at yeah. five in the morning. And I'm like, there's no one on the street. What are you doing? Out well, there? It's, it, it seems like no matter the infraction, right? Even at, again, as a guy who's white and you know, whatever. It's just, it's, it's like the end of the world to them. You know what I mean? Like, do you, do you, I remember the one thing that really sticks out is one time when we were skateboarding out of school and they came and like freaking roughed us up basically. And like checked us for drugs and we're checking the trash cans and shit. And I don't know if that was like a scare tactic or whatever, because we were only like, I don't know, 14. And mm -hmm. it's like, was that necessary? Do you think yeah. we have hard drugs and like, what are you gonna find on us? It, it, it's not like the it's not like the police in town didn't know who we were. Yeah, you know they I mean? probably we were just the parents. skateboard kids. Yeah, yeah. Like they're probably like, oh yeah, it, my kid used to play baseball with you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like that's and it's like, like, but they have to come in and like be tough guys or whatever. And it's just like, I don't know how to answer for that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know how to get past that. It's just such garbage. Like, no. Like they, they'll tell you as a 13, 14 year old kid, like we can try you as an adult and we can put you in jail yeah. and try to scare you with that. And it's like, what are you talking about? I'm just skateboarding. <laughs> like I'm skateboarding at the school. Yeah. I like, go here. Yeah. 
Like it's I'm, weirder I'm just, that you're here. I'm trying to ollie down a three stair. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not really doing anything bad here, you know. Like yeah. and, and, and like as far as we were concerned, like we weren't like the kids that were doing drugs or anything like that, you know. No. Like we weren't. Not that I even care or like and, and like we knew those it's, people, whatever. But yeah. like, like. It, it, who the fuck cares like what god damn some teenagers might be smoking pot but they're skateboarding at the school holy mm-hmm. shit well that's just like the what happened in, in minneapolis right minneapolis like there it's some stupid arbitrary law where you can't have things dangling from your rearview mirror that's why yeah. i got pulled over like just a bullshit thing there was an air freshener yeah. There's an air freshener's window, and then they ran who he was, and he had a a bench warrant or a warrant or whatever. But you know what the warrant was for? Unpaid fines. And when they sent him the fines, they sent it to the wrong address, and they have the return mail saying that it was returned, and he never received it. And they still put a warrant out on him. So all those little tiny little infractions leads to a guy dying. Yeah. It's disgusting. Like as if, and the thing is, is that like I had friends in high school that had warrants because they just mm-hmm. like didn't go to school or whatever, you know, <laughs> like they didn't go to school or they did like something. Yeah. Or like, and it's just like, that's not a justification to fucking pull a gun out and be like, oh shit. Well, mm-hmm. this person has a warrant. We don't, we don't know who they are. They might be trying to run from us. And it's like, I but you like- think about it, they're not probably trying to run because they're like, oh no, I'm caught. It's like, oh no, it's the cops they're probably going to lean on my neck and fucking kill me. Like that's probably yeah. what this interaction is going to be. What's the best thing to do? Just fucking run. Like, obviously we know it's not, I might the best be able to thing, get away from that. But like, if you stay and comply, there's a high percentage chance that you're going to be confronted and hurt badly or yeah. be killed. And if you try yeah. to run away, you're probably going to be killed or maybe you'll get away. So yeah. like playing those you know, rolling those dice, I-, I wouldn't know what to do. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't either, man. It's, uh, I don't know. It's pretty, pretty fucking shitty. Um, hold on. Yeah. It's just a shitty, 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 shitty situation. And it, uh, yeah, until we, no politician that we have currently is going to, and any decision making. Uh, position is going to change anything like that i mean it's just the way that's the way america handles the poverty and like the societal like alienation is just punishment well, yeah so how do you how do you deal with homelessness in, in the city oh we do sweeps yeah they, they literally just come in and, and clean the streets off and just kick people out. <laughs> I'm like, where, where yeah. do we go? It doesn't get rid of the problem. It just makes it nicer for me to look at, or uh, maybe, maybe a little bit safer for me to walk down the road. But I'm like, do you talk to these people? You, do you know their stories? Do you know who they are? They're fucking human beings. Like, yeah, they all have a story. They all are there for something that you're like, God damn, that sucks. You know? Yeah. Like it's, it's, yeah. It's, and it's so shitty to hear people to know so many people like that and to know their stories and to, to sympathize with them and to communicate with them. And, and then to hear people talking on the internet that have never dealt with, you know, people living on the streets and they're just like, yeah, fuck these lazy 
you know, drug addict fucking people. And you're like, that's like, what are you, what are you even talking about? Like, there's so many just, those are just human beings. It doesn't matter. Like the same, the same people who complain about jobs being shipped to China or jobs being shipped to Mexico or, you know, America doesn't create jobs anymore or whatever. Also be those exact same people that call homeless people lazy. And it's like, you're talking about the disappearing of jobs, the deindustrialization of an entire country. And then you wonder why we have a homeless population. Yeah. Oh, because we don't provide any. Yeah. Cause it's laziness that these jobs are gone. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It's like, these people just need to like, and, and the thing is, I think people know, like, I think like, if you look at like the pundit class or like the people who are writing these like op-eds or whatever for like national or even local like media, they know it's just part of the culture war. The problem is, is when it extends to people who don't, who aren't informed, like when everyday people just start to rag on homeless people or this and that, like, it's not like those people aren't able to like look at the numbers or look at the data or they don't look at the numbers and look at the data or they don't make those correlations. They just listen to what the the news tells them, the news or, you know, whoever they listen to tells them. And so it's like purposefully manipulative all for the benefit again of like the capitalist class. And I hate <laughs> harping on like, Oh, I'm a socialist. I get it. Like, but it's just such a purposefully manipulative thing where we basically say homeless people are just the lazy people who don't want to get a jobs, who don't want to get a job. It's like, that's not true. Yeah. No, it's, it's not. I know so many people living on the streets that work. Yeah, that exactly. Work. They, they work, but it's just like, they work jobs that are like, I go around and clean windows on businesses and have like a small little window cleaning business. But like, I make like $60 a day, you know, yeah. like, which isn't that, which isn't like, but it's like when, when you don't have a stable fucking place to live at, when you don't have, you know, or selling newspapers or, you know, like, Oh, I was selling newspapers and then I got a gig washing dishes for a couple of weeks, you know? And it's like, but if you're, buying a fucking hotel room every night because you don't want to sleep on the, on the fucking ground outside. There's $50. Yeah. Like what? It's so expensive to fucking, you need to save so much money to, to afford to get, to move into a place. And, and, and I think it's, it's true what you were saying too, with, with social media and so much stuff going on social media, so many regular people now have commentary on political issues that they have no fucking clue about. And not saying that like, Oh, we have some, knowledge that other people don't yeah. you know but like it's just like the other day i saw my friend was like why is why is requiring a voter id racist or like having a driver's license to vote why is that racist and i'm like i understand why when you pose it that way it doesn't it's not inherently racist to say hey we need to prove that we're citizens to vote like by having an id but when you look at the reality of not everybody has the same access to be getting an ID. So when that majority that is affected by that is people of color, then that law is inherently going to be racist because it's going yeah. to affect disproportionately black people in poor communities. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like, 
people that think that because their life was a little hard or like they grew up poor, like we did, they think that their lived experience is like the worst or it's what it like, well, I perceived through it or, or, uh, you know, whatever succeeded through it, succeeded through it. And like, but that doesn't mean that everyone's lived experiences is the same as yours. Just because like we grew up poor and in a small town and with a really bad school and, you know, not a whole lot of opportunity. It doesn't mean that like we lived in some urban area where the nearest fucking place to get an ID was closed down. And so the closest one next to that is like 50 miles out, but I don't have a fucking car. I never, I didn't yeah. get driver's ed through school. And driver's ed, you just had to pay for it through school. There wasn't even a, you know, like, how do you get it? And then some people make laws against like, you have an ID for like section eight housing, but that doesn't apply for voting. That doesn't count because. Well, well, for example, is here in Texas. So if I had a concealed carrier's permit here, I could show that, which I don't think they have pictures. I think it's just my name written down, right? Mm -hmm. And that allows me to vote, but I can't show my student ID, which does have my picture. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's so random and weird. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. You can you can you can conceal your gun. Cool, you can vote. Yeah. Like you're a student. But you can pay twenty thousand dollars a year to go to this institution that is publicly funded by the state but you you um yeah you you know it's just it's just such it's just it's an absurdist argument um yeah it just sucks it just fucking sucks <laughs> it sucks it's clearly racist i think i don't it's just the argument is null void and obviously this there to increase the culture war because culture war creates clicks and clicks are what people need to survive in the digital ad age, you know, but pretty shitty. Um, I also wanted to talk about Joe Biden building Trump's wall. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just reading that article today. Yeah. Uh, fucking great. It's funny because from what I got, it's like, okay, initially he just pulled, he said like, we're not going to be building this wall on the taxpayers' dollars. So yeah. like, I'm just curious to see like, okay, so if you are now kind of reversing your ideas about not needing border walls and not wanting mm -hmm. them, you know, just as a way to, to be not Trump, right? To win the election, to sway right. Democrats, make them feel better. It's like, so, so how are you going to get the funding? Are you just going to make it some different, like, oh, they're just, it's going to be, you know, like, like what is it? Or, or maybe it's going to be, is it going to be built into the infrastructure, you know, like measurements that they're doing and they're like going to use a corporate tax to pay for it? I, uh, I don't know. Uh, I think it's fucking insane though. The article I sent you is from The Hill by Nolan Rappaport, who is an opinion contributor, contributor. And he says Biden's thinking about building that wall, and that's a good thing. So I don't know. Most people probably know this. The Hill is obviously this like pretty much pro Democrat, uh, Democratic Party uh, place, right? Uh, news source, and <laughs> the justifications here are insane. It's 
insane compared to when Donald Trump was in office to see those argue arguments flip. I mean, you have Republicans now basically saying like, look at the border crisis and there's children in cages. Oh my God. And liberals justifying that. And it's like, it's enough to make you go a little crazy. Like, wasn't this a big deal six months ago? Wasn't this like, we have to stop the kids from cages. Right. Uh, and so like, go ahead. Just talking about like how, how like Trump talks about, and that's the thing, what I think it is, is there's like a key difference of like the language, right? The language that's used that like Democrats prefer a more PC language, right? Where instead of where you have Donald Trump saying all these murderers and rapists and bad, bad people are coming from these shithole countries, just using that kind of language, right? Mm-hmm. And they're coming and they're flooding in and, and, and it's like, okay, that sounds super fucking racist because Donald Trump's kind of a racist piece of shit, right? Mm-hmm. And we all know that. But then when Biden starts talking statistically, well, you know, we had 170,000 people detained at the border for this month. We had 200,000 for these two months. We had this for that. Um, the crisis is getting really bad. We need to talk to these countries and, uh, you know, figure out more security to keep them from, from being able to get out and get on to, you know, like, and then people are like, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense. But essentially, you're saying the same things. You're just saying it in a very different way. So, like, when I was reading all this stuff, and it's still pretty fresh because I was, you know, I'm just looking at it, and I was just reading it this morning. It's like, you're just, they're talking about it in a light where they're like, okay, well, now that Trump's out of office, okay, now we can continue with racist border policies, but we just need to talk about them differently, guys. That's all we need to do. We just don't need to be blatantly racist about it. Yeah. We just need to be statistical, you know? Like, it, Dude, that's, it's, it's insane because like, so the justification, like, so uh, Rappaport comes on, he says the current situation, there are, there were, 400,000 plus apprehensions at the southern border in fiscal fiscal year 2020. In March of 2021, the Border Patrol apprehended 172,000 migrants who had made illegal crossings into the United States, the highest monthly total since 2006. That doesn't justify, right? Like, this was an extraordinary increase. It combined 78,000 apprehensions in January and 100,000 in February, plus within 50,000 of ha- many apprehensions in the first three months of the year is all that it combined 2020 total, right? In three months. Uh, so, so what? You, you ran on a pro-migrant platform. They listened right like yeah they're like here come. of course like like we're we're going to come now right we're going to we're going to respect these people who come here and we're going to offer them a path to citizenship like how many times did joe biden say path to citizenship yeah yeah so of course they're going to show up in bigger numbers because if you offer them something that is like oh yeah when you show up your kids won't be taken away from you and put into a cage and then you won't be shipped off somewhere like we'll offer you something but yeah. and the thing that's funny is that it 
there's like also, I don't know if it was in that article or, or a different one where they're talking about a, an international deal that the US or Biden is talking with Mexico, Guatemala and Honduras, where it's like those countries are increasing their border securities to keep people from getting out and they're stationing them along trails that are known for people using to, to escape. Mm-hmm. So it's like, they're just increasing their police and military presence and those countries are also known for just being fucking brutal to their citizens and corruption and and there's rape and extortion and robbery that happens all the time you know in in those sort of things so it's like you're not addressing and if you were saying like okay this migrant issue is getting bad right if that's the language you want to use so why don't we go to these countries and actually try to help them figure out how to make them and not using military intervention and just being like, okay, let's invade, set up this person, you know, like we'll have all these business opportunities and then some right-wing dictator will rule, you know, like. Yeah. I think the problem with it is, is like, it just completely ignores how much America has interfered in like Latin, Latin America. And like, this is the repercussion of that. Right. This is the repercussion of the corruption that we created within those countries. And then we just do it more. Right. We just repress these normal people looking for a better life. Like even the term immigrant or like migrant, it's just like when it's said it like it doesn't have that definition. But when it's used as a weapon like it is here. Right. Like when Trump would say it, it's like. If you're doing these incredibly harmful things to this group of people, then you're utilizing that word as a weapon. Um, it just sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so Rapport goes on to say, uh, walls provide security. Uh, Rep. Ilan Omar says border walls are xenophobic and racist. But four presidents who preceded Biden all built border walls, and two of them were Democrats. Yeah, and one of them was Trump, man. And George Bush. Countries all over the world have recognized the need for border walls. Even Omar's fellow members of Congress have erected walls walls around the Capitol when additional security was needed. It's just like so fucking ridiculous, right? Like, and the thing is, like, it's the flip flop. It's like you shouldn't have cared when Trump was doing it then. That's what bothers me. It's like. It's twofold because, yeah, I think the border is a bullshit line, right? And if people want to fucking come here, you should be able to fucking come here. But the thing is to act like it's so offensive when one person does it and then not offensive when another person does it. Mind blowing. Yeah. Well, it just it's shows just, how they have no integrity of principles. It's it, To me, it's the same idea as like, right, the same person can hate Trump for doing something, but like Biden for doing the same exact thing and just sit, talking about it differently, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the same idea as like, I know people or conservatives or whatever you want, want to call them, Republicans, that are friends with people that are like immigrants or whatever. And they're like legally, they were like legal immigrants or whatever. Like they sure. became legal citizens. They got married in or they were born here because their parents came here and then they were born. So they're a citizen, but their parents aren't here anymore, whatever it may be. So that's okay. They're okay with those people. But then 
if another person does it in a different way, it's like the most offensive thing to them. Oh, well, this person crossed illegally. So that's not, they shouldn't do that. They should be, you know, punished for that or sent back or whatever. And yeah. like that, that, those two people are no different. Like they just took different paths to get here. It's not saying that the legal or illegal path are like one's easy and one's hard. Do you think getting here illegally is just easy too? <laughs> like, like, it's not easy. Like if that, you know, like I'm just, yeah. it's very difficult. I want to see how many Americans would be able to get away with that. You know, like, and, and it's just like, that's not the point though. It's like the, they're all human fucking beings. And like you said, the border is just some imaginary, like who fucking, who cut the cake? Who cares? Like we, if you want to look at it, like we stole fucking most of Mexico anyway, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the forming of the United States, just through brutal war, warfare, you yeah. know, like, so when, when Mexico was offering Americans to come over and like work their land, give them jobs and like let them live over there. And then the United States said, you know what? We're just taking over this whole thing. <laughs> like yeah. this is just ours now and we're going to take it by force. And like, so like, it's it, it just, to me, I'm like, it doesn't, it's so, all of it's so arbitrary and stupid, you know, like the fact that we've, we, we, focus on it so much i mean the fact that like these borders are so such a like point where people are like the borders it's so important the borders we need walls we need to protect it it's it's a thing that just needs to happen there needs to be borders to keep people in separate areas but then it's like but politicians can redraw district lines all the fucking time they can redraw their state lines and you know whatever and i'm like these lines all these lines are just fucking imaginary to me i'm like who decides? It's just basically people with power saying, no, don't cross this because it's mine now. Yeah. <laughs> or, it or it's like when it is beneficial to these people in power, they will let these 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 people cross in these yeah. borders. Like if, if they need cheap labor, please come over. We need cheap labor. Yeah. And we won't pay you a, a, a wage that is decent to any human being. No, yeah. but we'll use your cheap labor. But as soon as there is some sort of repercussion for us, we're going to cut this border off. And we're going to be like, why do they think they can come over here? What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Because you asked them, man. Yeah. They're going to take our jobs now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just absolutely it's just trash, dude. It's just, it's just, again, like such a shitty, like we have such a shitty political culture. It's no one's actually having a conversation like, Everyone's just screaming what they want to say. And, and no matter, no matter, no one even has principled positions. <laughs> you know, what, what was the rhetoric with Trump? And then now, you know, to point to it again, it's like the same people who are yelling at Trump are cheering Biden on for doing the same shit Trump was doing. It's, they have no principles. And that's the problem with big tent, big corporate democratic Republican parties. Like they're there to create discourse for one another, right? Like the discourse is there to portray as if there's dissent between the parties when in reality, like it's widely known that they agree on like 95% of things. I mean, what was that Democratic senator who came out and was like, these things get passed all the time because it was like military authorization of, you know, new funds for the military or whatever. We should never... We never disagreed on this in a hundred years. And all of a sudden now it's a big deal. It's like, well, why are we talking about why there isn't disagreement in, in Congress? Why is there a consensus? 
it seems crazy to me that we don't actually have true feuds, right? They're just made up so that they can draw headlines. And when, because when one part, one power party's in power, they do the exact same thing as when the other party's in power. It's just the other people are complaining about it. So it looks like, oh, there's discourse. That's how politics is supposed to work. But in reality, there is no discourse. The yeah. discourse happens, unfortunately, on fucking platforms like this, where people are talking into a computer screen, talking to a small number of people. And our, our corporate ran country is like only props up the right people. And I don't know. I don't have an answer to it other than like local unionization efforts, which is the last thing I wanted to talk about. Like Amazon's uh, or the Bessemer plants unionization effort got beat uh, by, I think they got, it was like uh, two thirds vote voted against it. Right. Which is a pretty big number. Um, super unfortunate. I, I think that kind of goes to show that like, there, there's a lot to, to talk about with that, to break down like sociologically, but it's like, <laughs> it just sucks that I think that even the idea of a union, people are scared of the corporate entity because they may know better and than you know, I do because I don't work at Amazon, but Amazon is like one of the most powerful companies in the world. And they might be right man like the if it's only one plant that unionizes they might be able to just shut down that plant no more union i mean i'm not saying don't try don't keep trying <laughs> you know what i mean but yeah if you allow corporations to get that powerful it doesn't make any sense i mean i wish they would have unionized as someone who was in a union i saw the union start to fold to you know um corporate pressures right because it's beneficial for them to go along with it because they want to preserve their little piece or whatever, but that doesn't mean all the benefits that they, that members had previously fought for weren't degrading behind the scenes. And, you know, I, I think if there's a left movement in this country, that's going to take hold and actually make change, not like these uh, theoretical opposing parties. Right. But I think it happens in the economy first. It does have, it does take a unionization effort. Like you, I think people have too long in this country not understood the, the political nature of work, the political nature of our economy with our relationship to work, how much it domineers us and everything we do. Um, and I think that's how you start to get people's like unionization of the workplace because without it, like, it's just, it's just people, people talking about nothing. People are just, are, are being subjected to, to, to working conditions that just seem like they're going backwards in time. But everyone's living standard is obviously better than it was a couple hundred years ago. You have electricity and cell phones and internet. And most people have access to that. I'm not saying everyone, but a lot of people do. And so I think that it's like, well, your life's not too bad. So just, just get over it. You know, like you don't need these things anymore. And, and I feel like that's why unionization efforts in like 
were so left and communist leaning and socialist leaning before because it was so necessary. People were like, we're dying in the workplace. We're being mm-hmm. overworked to death. And it's like, that's not happening anymore. So people are like, oh, yeah, you know, life's just really hard. But I mean, it's not like I'm dying, you know, so. So that's a step up, you know. I, I heard I heard a thing on NPR and this lady who voted and I don't know if she was one of those like FC employees who were basically paid to be like a weird Twitter personality or whatever in support of the in support of Amazon. But she was basically like that union can't do anything for me against Amazon. <laughs> I don't know. I don't work for Amazon. I don't, I don't know. Well, she, she might be right. Well, and when I when I heard the the news story about the the vote not passing, like not winning, you know, the unionization efforts, it was literally I, I was just listening to another story of these, like uh, I think they're like Amazon. I, I think it was Whole through Whole Foods maybe because Whole Foods Amazon yep. owns Whole Foods, so they have like a delivery system. But these people are contractor out they're not employees they're considered independent contractors so they don't have to treat them like employees they don't get breaks they don't get whatever and they make it so hard to work i was listening to a story this lady was saying that you apply for these two-hour shifts and then you have to schedule you have to like keep refreshing this thing to get these shifts so i try to get eight hours every single day but they're only coming two and you never know if you're going to get them or not and you try to get them back to back right so you can work as much as you can, but basically she was in the middle of one shift delivering food. She was stuck in rush hour traffic and she was in like New Jersey and she had like a couple deliveries to get to uh, to New Jersey to, to finish those deliveries or whatever. And she was going to be late for her next shift. So she like call, there's a center you can call and be like, Hey, like I applied for this shift, but I'm going to be late because I have to make these two deliveries in New Jersey real quick. I'm just stuck in traffic and then I'll be there to, to start the other one. And they said, well, no, what you need to do, and this is common practice is return immediately. We will throw out that food because once it's gone out for delivery and come back, they don't resell it. So they throw it out. And you just have to start that second shift and those people don't get their food and they probably get refunded, you know, like those people probably don't lose out on anything, Mm -hmm. but then you have to start your second shift. Like you have to, it's more important for you to start the second shift. Otherwise you won't get it. Someone else is going to get it. You won't get paid for it, but you still get paid for your first shift. So she was like, okay. So for me as the worker, it makes more sense for me to throw this food out, come back to the warehouse or come back to the warehouse, give it to them. Warehouse throws it out and then start your second shift. And instead of, she was in New Jersey, just stuck in traffic. So she drove back to where she was going from the warehouse to start her second shift. And like all this shit where I'm just like, how is that the system? How is that how it works? They're just throwing out good food and you're making people work these crazy fucking schedules where it's impossible to get them done. And you don't, you know what I mean? Like, you can't just be like, yeah, whatever. Your shift is eight hours and your delivery driver, just get as many as you can done. But if you did that, they would be an employee. They'd be full time. They'd be whatever. It's, like, it's fucking wild. to me. We don't have labor laws in this country for nothing. Yeah. We're, we're subjected to the win. 
of some algorithm designed by some person that says this is the most efficient way. This is the most profit maximizing way to run this thing. So treat people who aren't even employees who want to work full time, but we won't let them because then there's competition between them and then everyone's eager to get that second shift. So if someone bails, we have someone right there to fulfill it. And we just have no labor laws to protect people. Like the whole thing, the best in Alabama thing, it was, was like people were going to the bathroom in trucks. And it was common practice. And then Amazon tried to cover it up with all this PR shit. And then it comes out, it's true. Oh, wild, right? But there's just nothing these people can do about it. Yeah. You know how humiliating it is to shit in a bag? Yeah, it's, like, not, it's not even funny. Like it, it's it's not literally... funny, and it, it's it's or like there's stories of Amazon employees rushing out of the truck and like pooping on a lawn because they couldn't hold it anymore, and the inability of us as a society to correct that, as our government is to correct that, mind boggling. That we consider, and we fucking, we talk shit about other countries in the world being like despotic and unequitable and whatever. We live in a society where people regularly have to shit in a bag on the job. Insane. Yeah. Well, and and the thing that, that, that kind of bugs me a little bit too is I just saw a commercial on TV when I was at the gym the other day I was just like running and I saw this commercial for Amazon warehouses and it was like we're investing this some millions of dollars in converting all of our delivery vans to electric vehicles and on the surface I'm like that sounds great right electrical vehicles we should maybe be using more of those instead of using gas because they're like some carbon neutral initiative, but I'm like, you can't even pay your people full-time wages. And you're going to be like, well, we're going to get rid of all of our vans, all of them and replace them with new ones before we pay our people more to make us look like a better company on the surface, make us look more eco-friendly. So when people order off Amazon, they think, well, at least they're carbon neutral which I'm not saying that being carbon neutral or wasting money on being more green is bad, but when you can't even pay your fucking people to be able to take a bathroom break, like, and then you're going to spend money on that and look like a fucking hero. Like Jesus Christ, man. Like Jeff Bezos needs to be strung up and fucking shot. Well, did you hear he stepped down as CEO? Oh, he's still the fucking director of the board. It's just like, I, I just don't it, get it. I don't, I don't get it. And, and I think what you were saying earlier too, where it's like, you don't even, we don't even know if these unionization efforts are going to help. We don't even like, it might be past the point where it's like changing the minimum wage. Maybe it will crash the economy because it's on the edge of a fucking knife and people are working how they're working because that's the only way these businesses can keep up their profits the way they are. And if that's going to be the most important thing for them, to stay in business, like, I, I don't know, like our economy just fundamentally needs to change. We don't need, like, 
I was listening the other day where people were like talking about how great it was that our growth is still continuing to go up even through the pandemic. And I'm like, why do we need to be producing more? <laughs> Who's consuming it? Like half of it's getting thrown away. Why do we need to be doing that? Just because these companies are making so much fucking money and then, you know, things that they don't sell are probably subsidized or given tax breaks. They look like they're making all this money and they're producing all this shit. And like more people are, are, are not, maybe not more people, but there's just like more work being done somehow. It's like, why does that matter when, when it's like, how is that good news when it's like, unemployment is still fucking crappy. Not everyone's employed. People that are employed are working. Some people are working just crazy amounts of hours and having to poop in bags. And, and, and then the fact that like- why, did, why, does, why does the growth matter if we're still making people poop in bags? Exactly. Why, like, why would that matter? And, and, and like the fact that they, I heard a story where they're like, oh, this is really good because uh, our- unemployment numbers are rising again. They're good. They went up this amount. And then I was like, okay, there's no way that they're back up to the point that they were before the pandemic, but they were painting it like that. And then somebody else came on and they were just like, well, hold on. Like the growth is good technically, but like, we're not even to the point that we were before the pandemic. So why are we celebrating? Yeah. Like it's, it's not anything to be celebrated to be like, yeah, okay. We're, because there's people who, who the, the people who get to get paid to talk about this stuff, it means nothing to them. It's just a number on a board. It's a line on a chart. Like they have never feared of being unemployed. They've never feared poverty, right? Like to work in a national media, you have to be, you have to have accumulated so much social capital between like your family connections and like your college connections and all that shit, right? These people have never feared poverty. They walked into a six-figure job. They've never had to depend on a minimum wage job for survival. Maybe they had one, but guess what? Their parents were paying their rent, right? Yeah, they did it for six months. I worked at McDonald's for six months. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I made I made there. I made fun I made fine money. It's like yeah, you were getting someone yeah. else paying for your living expenses. It's like there's there's people that are trying to feed their entire family on a McDonald's on job. Lunch. So it's it's not a fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which brings me to the last thing before we wrap up, real quickly, the the micro thing. Uh, I don't want to go too hard onto micro because I really want to do an episode on micro eventually and his bullshit tactics. But we, Jason and I kind of had a conversation about minimum wage uh, this week. And it's like, I, it's wild to me, the arguments with minimum wage, like you can't even have a conservative, like original legislative uh, agenda with the thing, because the original legislative agenda was to create a, what did I say? It, it should be viewed as a socially conservative measure to ensure a one income family could sustain. So the dad would go to work, the male would go to work, the husband would go to work, whatever. The wife would stay home and caregive either to elderly children or both, right? Um, it wasn't meant to be this like 
high school job earner shit. It was never meant to do that. Uh, it just got bastardized by liberal and conservatives alike. And now we argue about it for growth. That's it. Yeah. Well, and it, it, it doesn't, when you talk about it, the way Mike Rowe talks about it, he talks about it as if everything else is perfect, as if everything else is fine. And as if every 16 year old that gets a job at McDonald's is in the same position. And that a person that is 25 with a kid working at McDonald's is just as lazy as the 16 year old kid who it's their first job. Mm -hmm. So they deserve to be paid the same because they're doing the same job. So that's that kid that's 16 doesn't deserve minimum wage because he doesn't need it. So neither does the 25 year old person because if they really needed to survive, they should go out and get a real career, right? Like that's basically what he's saying. But you're assuming that everybody has the opportunity to go out and get a career. And then he talks about, well, you don't need an education to get a good job or to get a good career. You don't need one. But most people were, that's their only employment opportunity and education is the only way out. So like, what are you talking about? Like not everyone's gonna have an awesome manufacturing plant 20 minutes away that they can go work at and get a good job. That's what, you know, being in Washington, we were super lucky. You talked about people back home about this stuff in Washington state and they're like, no, why wouldn't you just go get a job? It's like, we're a manufacturing like powerhouse, Washington, right? Like Fortune 50 company right up the road. Like you and I know a vast number of people that work at Boeing. Like our dad worked at Boeing. I worked at yep. Boeing, right? And luckily, I luckily worked at Boeing. Like if it, if it wasn't there, I, I wouldn't be in the place I am at now. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> and that's just it not being there. It's not as if I was lazy. I tried to, it's an incredibly arduous process to get into the company. Like I applied for jobs for three months every single day. Working yeah, on the resume, it, tweaking my resume, blah, 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 checking, calling, all this yeah. stuff. It's not like I was lazy about it. It's not like I wasn't working full-time already. It's not like I wasn't working full-time and then another job off as, as much as I could. Well, and like the other good jobs that you would get is like some warehouse. I like, go oh, an REI warehouse over here where it's like, okay, I get a discount at the store and a decent wage. Decent. <laughs> a min a minimum it's not wage. a career though. No, that still wouldn't even be considered a career. And the thing right? is, that's a that's a that's a niche place, and a niche place. Like they don't hire more than five thousand people at that warehouse. I worked in yeah. the warehouse. There's not more than five thousand people there. Yeah. So it's a lottery system. And like not to, like to continue on the micro and the minimum wage thing. Like we live in a service economy. Like most people work in some sort of service industry whether that's face-to-face yeah. -face and or supporting frontline retail. So why aren't those people considered worthy if that's what our economy is based on? It's like, it's almost like Mike Rowe is funded by the Koch brothers and uh, you know, he's, he's out there basically spilling the message of like, we don't need to pay people this thing. And he's like against unionization and all this stuff. I mean, again, we'll go into that shit later, but like, I, I, how, how can you be pro you don't need an education just go to trade school get a good job somewhere else and then you're like yeah but fuck unionization fuck uh 
you know, like any sort of labor laws and, and minimum wages, fuck all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you can't be both of those. You know what I mean? Like you're just being a fucking class trader at that point. Like, yeah. Only so- in America, man. And, and just let me get this off my chest about micro. The thing about micro that really bothers me is that he acts like he's this like salt of the earth dude. Right. Like, Oh, I just, you know, I'm a tradesman, whatever. The dude was an actor before he became dirty jobs micro. I mean, you've never worked in a real trade or in like a real craft or in a real warehouse. You worked for a day with a camera crew and they gave you, you know, you worked with the owner of the place and the dirty jobs and they gave you the easy day. Oh, I had to do some gross things for the camera. Okay, do it a day, day in, day out, day in, day out for $35,000 a year. Yeah, right. For 20 years. For 20 years, 30 years, for, 35 for five, years. For even four, five, five years. For even five yeah. years, that's too much. Yeah. So yeah, people yeah. are doing it for, like you're saying, 35, 40 years of their life. They're spraying shit out of that fucking corridor every single day. Mm-hmm. And then they're, who knows if they have health insurance? Who knows if they're making decent wages? Who knows what kind of problems they're having because of the job? You did yeah. it once and then filmed it for a TV show and then you walked away. And then, and, then he, and then he has the goal to be like, uh, so are you guys hiring? You know, there's a lot of people out there that say they, they can't find jobs. Are you guys hiring? It's like, yeah, we're hiring. We're always hiring. Okay. It looks like you're on a farm there. How many people can you employ? A few. Or like, I remember one time he talked about like being a, a big, big equipment operator. And I like looked into it once and I was like, what's it take to be a big equipment operator? You have to go to trade school. You can't do it. So edu- it, a lot of those, a lot of these trades, they are educated people like in the trade. Like yeah. even me as a person who was a manufacturing technician, like I had to go to three months of school. That's it. That's being educated. The prior... I was like one of the first classes where the company paid the, the, the potential hirees to be in the training program. If you pass, I've had, I had friends. I have friends who weren't in the company much longer than me that didn't get paid for 12 weeks to go to the training program. And if they didn't pass the training program, they didn't get the job. And it's not like you get back paid. You just get your next paycheck in the first, after the first two weeks or whatever. So it's like 12 weeks and it's full time. It's eight hours a day. So it's like, uh, when am I supposed to work? How am I supposed to exist for three months? Like I wouldn't have been able to do it. Yeah. If they weren't going to pay me for 12 weeks. Yeah. There's no way I was, I was commuting already for, I would commute two and a half hours a day to tr- go to training. Yeah. You could hardly afford gas. For that if you were Yeah. Gonna, yeah. You know, like, that's in and, and the thing that bugs me, like talking about Mike Rowe is like, he tries to say things like he's being sensible, right? Like you don't need an education. There's plenty of books. You can read books. I've always been an advocate of that. I'm not paying for my education. I'm not going to do it. Like just because I don't have aspirations to, I mean, maybe sometime in the future, but like, if I want to learn about history, yeah, I can go read history books and like learn all this stuff. And like, that's great for people that aren't desperate for, upward mobility for people that aren't in a desperate situation for people that, you know, like only fortunate people can be like, Oh yeah, I don't need a real education. Like I can just read books and be smart. 
Not to mention, you can say I, all the books I've read. I can't put that on a resume. Yeah, I can't just say, oh, well, I've read all these books. It doesn't yeah. prove anything. It doesn't prove I learned anything. I could sit there and read a book and not retain any of the information. <laughs> like, if I'm not being actually tested on it, I've read books and I'm like, fuck, uh, what happened in that book? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You know? Good story, though. Yeah. I was entertained. It doesn't mean time. anything. Yeah. yeah if you don't exactly. have the, the stupid piece of paper. Exactly. It's just stupid, and, and, man. And schooling teaches you in a specific way. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that education is bad. Like I'm saying you go to get an education so that you learn, you retain the materials and you learn how to apply it to whatever you're going to do with it. Like, hopefully, hopefully that's essentially what the goal is. It's not like just, Oh yeah, well, we're going to read this book and then, you know, the information, thanks for paying me 500 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the point, you know, like, yeah. Pretty wild, man. So people like can hear that and be like, oh yeah, I agree with that. You know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't need to go to school. I can just like read books if I wanted to. It's like, yeah, that's true. That's 100% true, but that doesn't get you anywhere. <laughs> and if you're only wanting to read the book for your own personal sake, yeah, that's great. That's great advice. Don't go get paid for it. If you're not trying to do yeah. anything, you know, like, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. So it seems but you, but you can't, you can't read, you can't read an operator manual of a big, big equipment that, that you know, you can't read like a, of the, like a big earth mover or whatever. You can't read the equipment and you'll go into the place of employment and be like, well, I read this book. Yeah. And then they're like, oh yeah, that's good. They're, okay. they're going to be like, will you leave? What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't care if you read the book. Uh, but anyway, that's our time to leave. Uh, thank you everybody for listening and or watching. Um, we'll be back hopefully next week uh, with our new host and uh yeah, thank you to the Patreons for supporting the show. Um, if you liked my mug, uh, you can find that at the storefront. Same with this T-shirt here. Uh, this T-shirt here, it's uh, on the storefront. Uh, follow us on social media. Give us a like, listen, and uh, uh, follow the YouTube channel. Bye, everybody. See ya.